0: G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 3. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, the last Group 1 of calendar 2022 in Australia, happens this weekend at Ascot in Perth. It is the $1.5 million northerly stakes and it's on for young and old, with the market seeing it as a match race between the three-year-old filly, Amelia's Jewel, and the eight-year-old imported veteran, Cascadian. And uh, you're with uh, the old stager, I believe, although he will have to be the oldest horse ever to win this race. And three-year-olds do have a very good record, especially in the past decade or decade or so, the fillies.
1: Yeah, indeed, Bucks. It's a really good clash. Um, as you say, I am in the corner of the old boy, Cascadian, Cascadian. The- uh, going to be a task as you said 3 year old got a good record and she does look one out of the box Amelia's jewel but uh, Cascadian he's in career best form I'd have thought he's just been around the block for so many years but there just didn't seem to be any drop-off this time any has uh, been quite impressive winning a couple of group ones and and figuring prominently in a uh, sorry a couple of group races and figuring prominently in a couple of group ones so he, uh, I think it will be a good chance for Godolphin to uh, snare back-to-back Group 1s, of course, having got that elusive win for the uh, the Stallion Palleli in last week's winter bottom. But I think there's a few other chances too. There's a couple of others coming out of the railway that have got to be strong chances.
0: All right, we'll get to that very, very shortly. You, Dan, this week spoke to, uh, to Clinton Taylor, uh, son of Garnet, the Rockhampton-based trainer who's got a very exciting... Mare, uh, lightly raced Mare, heading to the listed mode stakes at Doombin.
2: Yeah, that's right. The uh, the summer carnival in Queensland was starting to heat up and a couple of stakes races at Doombin and, uh, you know, I think has attracted some pretty good uh, – a couple of good fields there. And, yeah, Chinny Boom, the horse, uh, you reference, unbeaten filly, Rockhampton-based who, uh, you know, was – had her first go in town last start three-year-old benchmark race and uh look she won there justified the short price i thought quite impressively first go at black type level and um whilst this is obviously the toughest assignment to date for her um, i think she is the one to beat but yeah that race the mode stakes and the the george moore in race eight the, the race prior uh, both shaping up to be good contests and uh looking forward to the the racing in uh queensland over the next few weeks
0: Excellent. All right. We'll start in the West, though, where the big race is Race 8. Drummond Golf, northerly stakes, 1,800 metres, standard weight for age. As I mentioned, Group 1, it is worth 1.5 million. Plenty of fast facts about this, uh, some of which I alluded to earlier. Three-year-olds have won 18 of the 46 runnings, which uh, is a pretty remarkable figure for an open-age Group 1. There wouldn't be... Many group ones on the calendar with three-year-olds had won around about 40% of them. Uh, in the past 15 years, five favourites and two equal favourites have won the Northerly Stakes. Well, that uh, that stat has uh, petered out a bit in recent years. The last three winners have been 11 bucks, 18 bucks, and 14 bucks. Stratum Star in 2016 is the only Northerly Stakes winner since credit account back in 1993 to go without a lead-up run in WA. So... That might put the slows on Cascadian, although he has had a trial over there and has impressed. Uh, Saddlecloth number two has provided five of the past 16 northerly stakes winners. And uh, that this time is the local Hope Dom to Shoot, who uh, is coming off a win, all bar it just in a rating 78 plus, but is a reasonably uh, high class sort of horse over there. Uh, only three of the past eighteen winners have come off a last start result worse than fourth, and that includes Cascadian as well as uh, well uh, half the field really um, and barriers one to eight have provided eleven of the past twelve winners oh god joel it 's another slow for cascadian who 's got veryt well he 's actually into barrier eleven with uh, a scratching, but amelia 's jewel has drawn the pole. So at all and no horse yeah. older than 7 has won the Northerly Stakes in its 46 year history. I think there's only been two 7 year olds and one of them was Moriarty who was a 6 year old but then again you could say that Cascadian is a 7 year old because uh, he of course is an NH yeah, breed as well. Talk seems to, to face a bit of a task. Well as far but as well, history yeah, goes, but history's like- bunk as as, uh, as Henry Ford uh, famously said. Your, uh, your, thoughts, uh, your your thoughts, uh, your your give us give us your well you've already really given us your, your argument for Cascading, but just uh, analyse the uh, uh, give us your top four.
1: Yeah, well I think the eighteen hundred meter distance, I think that's just his sweet spot. Um, you know he's won at two thousand only once. He's had it won a couple of great races at a mile, but I just I think this eighteen hundred meter distance is really, as I said, I think his sweet spot, and I just you know, guess you can sort of ignore his age to some extent because he's racing so well. I think he is in just about career best form. He hasn't won a group one recently, but he's been right there, placed in the Memsey, um, close up in the Mackay Diva and the Cantala, and in between those, he was just a class above his rivals in a couple of uh, wait for age events in Sydney. So look, I think he can um, you know, knock those stats on the head to, to some degree and be very hard to beat. I've got uh, the railway winner in for second, Tricks of the Trade. I thought he was very good winning the railway. He just always wanted to be on him in the run. He got a sweet ride, and I guess it's going to be a bit tougher to get that sweet ride from gate 16 on Saturday, but, um, you know, nine from 14, building a terrific record, got the filly in for third, Amelia's jewel. She's drawn just to get all the favors and you know, she's got the, the right profile to be running very well in a race like this. And in for fourth, I've got treasured star number 14, who didn't really get much luck in the railway was held up in the final furlong after getting well back from a wide barrier At this time. She gets a good barrier and, obviously the right sort of, um, you know, the right connections to be running well in a race like this. But I've got one on top of 10, 16,
0: and 14. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, go on, Dan. Sorry.
2: Uh, no, you're right. I just say I had Katie on top as well. You can argue he's in career best form at the moment. Um, running the Cantala was very good from the tail, and uh, look, holds that form. I think it will be hard to beat the one. 16 Amelia's Jewel, obviously a big chance as well. Philly on the rise and uh, giving impression this, this triple suit. I think 14 Treasured Star, who had no luck in the railway, and the two, the one you sort of mentioned, Barks Dom to shoot. I know it's a big price, but I think he's a chance um, to, worth throwing to exotics anyway. I thought the, the win last start was really good, albeit much easier company. Um, I think the, the triple suit, the way how strong he was through the line, so I think he's worth throwing to exotics
0: at a big price. One sixteen. 14 and 2 for me. And our main Perth man, Greg Hooper, is making it unanimous for Cascadian. In fact, his best bet to beat Amelia's Jewel, the other three-year-old in Bustler, and the unlucky railway runner, Treasured Star, one sixteen fifteen fourteen 16, 15, 14 for hoops. Uh, The other stakes race on the program at Ascot on Saturday is race 7, the Ascend Trophy's Jungle Dawn Classic, 1,400 metres Listed race for fillies and mares hoops is with Sentimental Queen to beat Vain Tempest, Ginger Flyer, and Real Grace, which would be numbers 4, 6, 1, and 9. As I mentioned, his best race, 8, number 1, Cascadian, and his value bet, race 9, number 10, Bernier to survive. Back east, we head out of town again after... um, Being back in town briefly at Caulfield last week, we are out of town to Sportsbet Pakenham, where the main race is race seven. Sportsbet Pakenham Cup listed handicap over 2,500 metres. Joel? Yeah,
1: well, it's an interesting race. Um, I found it a little bit tricky to try and sort out, but I ended up going for number two, Milford, um, who got the cash at a very big price last week or it was certainly a much bigger price earlier in the week and was well backed and just watching him in the run thought you'd just never back him again if he didn't win because he got a picture ride from Blake Shin. It's interesting task that he's on the quick backup and going from 1800 to 2500. but I just feel that he's going to get a dry track to suit. That win might have given him confidence, he's got a touch of class. On some of the others, so look, yeah, it's somewhat of a distance doubt, but I've gone with him to beat Six Kissinger, who is racing really well, Um, looks up to this tougher challenge just with the the form that he's in, and he has no problems with this distance. Uh, Seven Whitecliffe was much better at Flemington last time out with the 62, drops eight kilos, I think he has to be in the mix, and three future score uh, who is probably the horse with a bit of upside because he hits this third up. Most of these have sort of been, um, you know, going around in plenty this spring. Uh, he's only had the two runs back from the spell and he's looks to be going pretty well. He's, both runs have been good and the dry track looks a positive. But um, without a lot of confidence, I'll go with two Milford from six, seven and three. Yeah, with the three future score, I think um, as you touched on Joel, that, that
2: dry track will be key for him. He's look he's had two runs back from a spell both enlisted races over um, probably distances short of his best and both have been solid on wet tracks i think he's a better dry tracker um here third up up to 2500 meters will suit the query is it's been a while since his last win the 2020 cramp and cut was that victory um but yeah look it's a dry track up and trip he's a he's placed at 3200 meters so i'll run this out just fine and uh, here third up, It does tick a few boxes. So I've got the three on top, six in next, the very consistent Kissinger, um, one over this trip last starts of a nice, Damien Oliver ride sticks in back to fifty four kilos, in for third I got two Milford, um, good last start winner back on the quick back up and the horse has always shown a bit of ability but can mix his form. a dry deck last uh, week was key and. Similar conditions here, and in for fourth, I've got the informed Vegas Knight. I'm up in grade for this, the winning at the valley last start, but it was a tough effort. Look, um, he can go forward and be in this for a long way. 3629.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, Dan, with Future Score. In fact, I am tipping a big Baganum Cup for Matt Kumani because I've got his other horse, Nobel Heights, in for second, also quite early in the campaign, uh, and then I've got Milford and Sound. There is something called Milford Sound, isn't it? But uh, there not there a place called Milford Sound? Sound yeah, is my tipping in the Zipping Classic uh, last week. And uh, God, never. Uh, in probably my worst week of tipping of all time. Just was one of my many selections <laughs> who just never even looked like it. But hopefully we'll uh, settle a bit closer and uh, just appreciate the extra 100 metres here. Uh, specials. Joel, what are your best in value bets for Pakenham on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I've made my best race four number four Najem Sue Hale uh, from the Griffith to Yard. He pressed third run in at Sale, running very slick time, and then went to Flemington and beat all the well-backed Snapper. Comes back to a thousand metres, always a bit of a query, but he is a horse with a lot of speed, and just expect him to sort of um, you know cross up handy from a wide gate and be very hard to beat. My value bet is in the final event, and it is race nine number ten Sharp Response from the Julius Sandu Stable. He's a horse that's always had a bit of talent. He bobbed up in some pretty good races as a three-year-old. He's had three runs back this time and yet to figure in the placing. So I guess it's getting towards D-Day, but just thought his latest run at send down wasn't too bad. He was sort of buried over on the inside and never really able to build full momentum. The key could be getting some weight relief. You know, with those good races he ran in as a three-year-old, it's meant he's come back this time in Adventure benchmark grade with big weights. But... After the claim for Selene Gaudre gets in with fifty four and a half, and quite looking forward to seeing him back on a dry track too. So, just he might be ready to uh, to show more like his uh, three year old form on Saturday My best comes
2: up in race six, firstly of the quarter here with the uh, the talented mare Felicia. Really good fresh horse. This mare, um, five starts. She's won one and three placings. The the most recent. First up run was her only – the only time she missed the placings and she was only 2.7 lengths behind Maliva in a group three. She's first up for the new stable, Peter and Paul Snowden. Cam, I think it's a big tick. She's had a jump out at Flemington. She won that. Um, Nice weight, good draw, and a good jockey on board. I think Felicia is the one to beat, race six, number three. And the value comes up in race four. We'll need a little bit of luck okay to pay. She's drawn quite wide. But she, too, is a, a very good uh, first-up horse. She's on two or three, very speedy. So hopefully can, you know, cross over from that wide draw. And let me get a little bit of cover. There is a bit of speed in uh, drawn inside her. She can take a sit just off them. Um, she doesn't have to lead necessarily, but we'll need a bit of luck. Gets some, some weight relief from the apprentice claim. And if with if she gets that luck, I think she's over the odds in this uh, OK to pay. Race four, number 10.
0: Uh, my best race eight number five Jimmy the Bear coming out of the uh, Golden Eagle and was only only five or so lengths away from there uh, away. There didn't exactly threaten, but this is a big drop in class and very much suited by the weights. Uh, the weight scale here is uh, one of the is almost the highest rater in the race. The, the highest rater is in fact looks like Elvis who. Won this race last year, but was third up on this occasion. Uh, just uh, is, is first up this time, so I'm thinking uh, Jimmy might be the one. And earlier in the card race, two number nine for real life. It's a wide open mares benchmark seventy eight sprint. Uh, thought for real life is going as well as anything, and is uh, on about twelve bucks. So if she hasn't had enough for the campaign, it should be uh, there or thereabouts. Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. Plenty of numbers yet again. Uh, Pretty much all benchmark or highway or midway racing throughout the day, but uh, big fields, so should be some decent dividends if you can find a winner. Joel, you're going to kick us off nice and early.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Kazalak again. Uh, I had him as my best bet in the Spring Stakes a couple of weeks ago, and he... Drifted in betting out uh, to $11, but almost got the prize. Just found the Philippe Ross a bit better. Uh, but he did a good job coming off a heavy maiden win to uh, dry track in a group three and thought he ran really well. Not sure what the final makeup of this field's going to look like because there's plenty of uh, dual acceptors. That's um, as it stands, we've only got one scratching in Kovalika. So there could be a few more scratchings, but um, in any case, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. He looks very progressive. I don't think the step up to 1800 is going to be any problem, In fact, I think it's going to help him. So pretty keen that he can get us off on the right foot. And in terms of a value bet, I've gone for race eight, number two, Ashman. He's a horse that has tended to improve with racing. He's never won fresh. He has won three from six second up, so he can come to hand quite quickly. Just think it's a bit of a different setup this time in. I think they're showing a bit of intent to have him run well first up because he's been given three trials. And they're kicking off at fourteen hundred, so it's a distance that he can, you know, put himself on speed, which is his usual role when he's up and going and, and in winning form. And they've taken the three kilo claim for Amy McLucas, who's in good form. She's been riding a, a few city winners of late. So, be keen to see what the betting does with him. He's around eleven or twelve dollars, and if there's a little bit of support there, I suggest we follow it in and have something each way on him. Uh, my best comes up
2: in uh, race number eight with the 10 chris waller trained mayor sir lemur she's been contesting some strong races of late and whilst uh, the previous win was a benchmark 78 back, been three runs since and in in good races stakes races and third in english bracelet flemington last start behind the inform roots that's really good form for this back in grade down a kilo and uh, first ride for the Irish jockey Ben Cohen um, Sorry, so it's sixth ride in Australia But it's first crack in in, the, in town And um, look, if she, give, him a good, give her a good ride And get every chance this horse I think she's really hard to beat Sir Lemur Got a touch of class about her And uh, back onto a track that she likes in Rose Hill So race 8-10, the best Goalie comes up in race 6 I think Mr G's going Ticking over quite well this preparation He's only had the two starts back uh, not much luck first up at Randwick, and then a little bit of an excuse offered went up in trip at Rose Hill, last start up to 1,800 metres. Wasn't far from Tony B there, good winner that day. Here third up and up to 2,000 metres is really going to suit this horse. Um, it's been a little while since his most previous win, but he won at Canterbury over a similar trip um, about nine or ten months ago. And the drawing track, which he's got... He's had in both starts his prep have um, been the key to him. So, down to 55 kilos, drops four and a half kilos from his last start run. I think Mr. G um
0: ticking over quite nicely this prep, and here third up, can run a race at odds. Race six, number 11. All righty, they're racing on the Parks track at Morfordville. Uh, cozy sort of meeting, uh, not the massive fields that uh, we've been used to seeing here, there, and everywhere. Dan, you've uh, your best for the day is. Uh Touching double figures, so that'll be a good one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll go to the two best. I've, I've made my value Tycoon Beck in race four, which has come up $3. So I've, um, the price is wrong there. But I'll start with Tycoon Beck, race four, number three. Um, just didn't – was pretty ordinary last start. A much stronger race at Flemington. I th- thought – she was sharply up and trip there, 1,500 to 2,000 metres. And a run at Geelong first up was uh, quite good finishing third behind Maximus Prime. I um, think back in grade here will suit her. She's a horse that, you know, she won her first three starts and hasn't won since then, but she's been around the mark in some better races. I think um, we we're able to push forward and, and give a bit of a sight. This Tycoon Beck, I think looks well-placed back into a benchmark 68, so race... For number three um, Tycoon Beck One of my better bets And yeah Prance and Dance Has come up Much bigger price Than I thought She would I guess The last start win Was was at Claire At a benchmark 62 And she comes to town here But she's Always been a, a filly That's shown quite a bit of ability She's run well Behind some good horses In, in metro grade um, The win at Claire Last start was dominant She had a one a long way out She could have won By much, long, much more Than the 5.7 length She did And Um Back into this grade, I think she's up to him and yeah, definitely worth a, a bet at, at each way odds. Race 7, number 11, Prance and Dance.
0: Alrighty, as you mentioned, the Summer Carnival at Doombin is, uh, or in Brisbane, is starting to warm up and we are at Doombin this Saturday. There's two black type races. The first of them is race 8, Magic Millions, George Moore Stakes, 1200 meter Group 3 quality. Dan
2: with the two acts on top, very consistent horse. Um, he's had a bit of a freshen up since his last, start. second at Eagle farm behind F troop. Prior to that, uh, he won a Wheatwood handicap. He drew the widest barrier, worked over good ride from Sam Collett there and was able to hold off the mass destruction. Who was, uh, who had been in form at the time for a recent trial in between the runs. how was quite, didn't really ask, wasn't asked to do a whole lot
0: there. Um, the, the work, I thought, was quite quite all right. But here, with a good draw
2: over a, uh, his preferred distance, um, he's the one I want to be on the two acts. I've got the one in next, Garibaldi, who um, has form around Axe's prep third in the Wheatwood behind that horse and then beat him in a listed race on the Gold Coast over this trip. Um, no match for a pretty smart winner in Holyfield last start. But um, look, I didn't lose any more, as I don't think with the run Garibaldi there, he too is a typically on a and he'll be uh, go. he go close in this. Contemptuous first up horse sprints well, fresh in for third, and the wet track, uh, the likely wet track, will suit the nine Goldsborough. A pretty decent return first up. He's yet to miss a place when second up. My numbers two one eight nine.
0: And race nine at Doomben on Saturday is the Channel 7 Mode Stakes, 1,200 metre listed for three-year-old fillies at Set weights.
2: Yeah, really exciting fillies, Chinny Boom. As we referenced, she's unbeaten, five for five. Um, a couple of wins at Rockhampton, a win in Townsville, a win in Mackay were sort of made up her first four wins, but the the margins there were just uh, dominant. I think it was something like 20 lengths her first four wins combined. Then went to Eagle Farm at last start, obviously came with a bit of a rap on her, and fair enough, and started at thirty. She didn't have it all her own way in the run. She sort of had to work um, early on to sort of find a spot up on the speed, settled outside the leader. Um, but her last sort of 200 was really good. When asked for a bit more of an effort, she was sort of running away from them at the end, and I think the win was better than the, the two-length margin suggests. This is obviously a, a much tougher task, but from barrier one, um, she... She jumps with them. She'll she'll lead this and take a lot of running down. Really keen keen to see what she can do, sort of later in her career. I understand this will, she'll be sent for a spell after this and aims for um either some races in the autumn, or possibly a little bit wait a little bit further and we'll see her in the Queensland Winter Carnival next year. But exciting filly Chini Boom. I think she goes on her winning ways here. In for second, another fifteen sunshine in Paris. I think it's a dual acceptor, um is this horse but if here she'll run a good race Canberra win was really good to the eye was a soft winner there and uh, the format of that race has since stood up quite well. In for third I have the 1XO lady, she's got the best exposed format of any of these, she's um, group two placed during the winter in Queensland she was quite good down the straight in the Red Roses finished midfield there in the big field back in grade for this um, and one for one at Dooban and in for fourth, I've got the fourteen Yalla, who won a pretty moderate maiden on debut at Ipswich, but it was an impressive win considering she was wide throughout. Um, showed off a neat turn of foot to win there. We'll need a little bit of luck from the draw. I think over the odds though is Yalla at twenty to one. My numbers though three on top of 15-1 and fourteen.
0: Joel, thoughts on Durban?
1: No, nothing for me there, Barks this week.
0: All righty, well, we'll uh, fly across the Tasman then, where earlier in the day they are racing at Trentham and Pukekohe. Yeah, fair bit of interest around the Trentham meeting on Saturday. We've got uh, the Group 1 Captain Cook Stakes, and it has attracted Michael D over
1: to ride. I think he's got just about a full book there, and he's taken the mount on Aegon for Andrew Forsman in the Captain Cook, uh, looking like being a wet track. It was heavy early in the week there at Trentham. Uh, We saw this horse discover something like his best form when winning at Caulfield and then running a really good fourth on Champions Day at Flemington. So somewhere back near his best means he's going to be very hard to beat here. I've got him on top in the Group 1 in Race 8. My best bet comes up slightly earlier, Race 7, number 4, real slim Tradey. He bolted in on a heavy track, second up. That was off the back of an eye-catching return. Last time out on a dry track, he wasn't disgraced, Was a beaten favourite, but finished fourth, not beaten far. Uh, Back on a wetter surface on Saturday, I think he can return to the winner's stall. And my value bet is in the last race, nine, number 14, RJB. Uh, Jumped well from gate one and sort of disputed the lead early on, but then once uh, they took a hold, he just got shuffled back through the field and uh, never really sort of had much luck first up. Again, wet ground is going to be a positive for him at Hooker coe on Saturday, waiting till late in the day for the specials. The best race, eight, number one, Sabanowski, was able to win on debut and then went for a spell and came back last prep and couldn't win in five runs. But at a couple of seconds, a couple of thirds and a fourth, he was a model of consistency just without winning. He puts himself on speed and, and gives himself every hope. So if he's taken some natural improvement from this latest break, I think he'll be tough to beat first up gate three. For the inform South African jockey Warren Kennedy And my value bet is in the last Race 10, number 12 Jack the Lass This was a real eye catcher First up at Tarapa uh, About three or four weeks ago Was in last Saturday But drew wide So they elected to scratch Has come up with gate four here Done most of her racing left-handed But um, on right-handed tracks Has won And run a couple of good races at Ellesley, So perhaps going back right-handed Could be a real uh, plus for her And as I said, she did really take the eye first
0: up, so she's the value play at Coca-Cola. All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters for a while there but last couple of weeks have been fairly poor uh mine last week grey river was the second horse beaten in her race just as part of a sparkling day of tipping by me joel i might let you go first because i've got two options and you might take one of them
1: all right well i am going to go very early um, race one at Rose Hill, we'll make it Casalark, as I mentioned, there could be a few scratches in this race, so we'll just wait and see what the uh, what the final odds look like but uh, in any case, I think it would be very hard to beat and hopefully gets us off to a, a good start race one, number four, or at Rose Hill Damn Well, it's
0: Pakenham for mine, race six
1: number
2: three,
0: Felicia Alright, and I will go to Pakenham as well I was thinking of uh, going back to my uh, last collect, which was three weeks ago, which was uh, Braden Star who's running nice and early, which is the way I like to go, but I'll go with uh, Joel's best on the day, which I've also selected, and that is race four, number four Najem Suhail. Have a great weekend, punters. Don't forget to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and plenty of other good reading besides, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.